Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to the Upland Property Expert Podcast. I'm your host, Too Stupid to Win, joined with our other host, Thank Me Later. How you doing tonight, Thank Me Later? Living the dream, brother, living the dream. Are we ever going to do a special edition where we just listen to that intro on loop? Like, just like, psych, we're just going to play this for an hour. You just listen to this jam. Well... That jam's actually like four and a half minutes long, so we could really get into it. All right, we got to get our boys. We got to get Left House Records on that. I want to hear some some lyrics, some Upland rap battles going, something. Hey, that could be the next contest. Who can come up with the <laughs> with the theme song? It's got to be hip hop. Yes, and it's got to like be it. to this beat. And this is a killer beat. <laughs> I like it. It is a killer beat. We got a, we got a good show going uh, this week for you. Uh, thank you for everybody that's tuning in so far. I mean, man, I didn't think we'd be international like that. You know, we still have a top 15 countries, but uh, there's there's a nice little battle for uh, which countries are listening to us the most out there. Uh, I, was yeah. actually, I was actually surprised with the Discord, the amount of people in Discord versus the people listening to our to our podcast. You know, the top five countries is uh, the United States, followed up by Germany, followed up by the United Kingdom, Canada, our sister to the north, and tied for fifth place is India and Australia. India and Australia. Wow. I mean, we're really, really global there. Yeah. Look, now now I'm helping you towards your goal of naming 14 countries. My goodness. I mean, I joke about that. I mean, I have, like, I mean, I lived in Australia. I've lived in Singapore. I've, I've traveled to Asia uh, and Europe. So I, I, I appreciate the, the global presence. I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, so I hope, you know, if I ever ran into you in real life that you're listening to the podcast, that'd be super cool. Yeah. And, and we'll try to cut back our, our slang usage. I think we did a better job in episode two. So uh, we'll try to keep that up. Yeah, or we just educate the world. I mean, make it happen. That, that's true. A little of both. A little of both. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jump into the overall stats really quick. Uh, right now, if you look at Blocks IO, uh, there's a little over 8,275 token users. Uh, if you go to DAP Radar and check it out, uh, currently Upland sitting fifth for the 24 hour uh, volume with or with users for 2.1 thousand users and if you check it out for the past seven days upland is um whoa what happened there oh i didn't have i didn't have games selected so it so it changed it a little bit so we have 5600 users over the last seven days that puts us at number 10 uh over on overall um and that puts us at number three in games on dapradar.com under rankings. Dang, there's almost as many token users at a Snoop Dogg concert. Huh? Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> a small Snoop Dogg concert. He'll sell out those 20,000 arenas. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. Before we get too much further into this, I just want to put this disclosure out there. Upland is not responsible for the content of this podcast. Thoughts and opinions discussed on this show are mine and thank me laters. We are not affiliated with the company. We are just passionate players. Well, you're kind of affiliated with them. You're part of the uh, Upland 
contribute contributors network. So this is yeah. yep. This is my third podcast, so this will be my third piece of published material. I haven't forgot about my article, but I'm about less than 30 days to baby number four. So my life has been a little crazy getting stuff <laughs> ready. My wife, I love her to death. She makes me a better person, but she's just in the super nest mode right now. So I will get to that article. I do promise that to you guys. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, nest as much as a bald eagle at kid number four. My goodness. Yeah. But they're a blessing. I love, I love them, and I can't wait to meet this fourth one. Awesome. But uh, we had uh, some exciting things happen this week in the Upland world. Uh, oh, sorry. We can, I, I forgot about the most important stats that, that interest everybody else. So we'll run these over really quick. Our top five. Prop- more stats? More stats. I love stats. I'm a numbers oh. guy. Wow, yeah, for sure. Let's do it. You're a numbers guy. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm a numbers guy because I like being at the top of most of these numbers. So, of course, I'm a numbers guy. <laughs> and we are the upland property experts, so we should at least be talking sure. something. Something. <laughs> so, properties, top five property holders. This data is about a week old, uh, but that's due to some issues with the server that we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, but thank me later, leading everybody in properties. Followed up by Brett Gerber, Dava2626, myself, and Hodler round out the top five. Uh, the net worth, uh, Dizzy's leading the way, followed up by Noise to meet you, followed by Kent, thank me later, and Crazy Crypto round out the top five. You got some numbers on these? I do, I do. Look. Where do we want to go? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, you know, I'd like to. I know Dizzy's been growing his net worth. Um, I haven't checked lately. What's his? Uh, what was his last stat on that? So this is about a week old. I should go to the game, but I got this right here on my fancy chart. Um, at, when this data was run, it was uh, 29.8 million upex. Wait, that's it? 29? Yeah. Hold on. That's not. That's not right. Dizzy's like. I thought Dizzy was in the um, 30s. He was. He bought like 26, he bought like 26 million in one day. Let All right, see. well, we can, uh, we, can, we can get back to that. So then, yeah, I probably, I mean, I can tell you right now, I'm a little disappointed. Brett and I were toe-to-toe for properties for a while there. Um, it was a race to 1,000. I'm at like 1,300 now. So, I mean, I'm calling out like, I will, how about this? Next player to break a thousand, I'll give a hundred thousand up X to. So I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Next player to break a thousand properties owned, um, I'll give a hundred thousand down to. So Brett, I'm calling you out. You're at 800. You've been hovering around 800 for like a month and a half. Come on, get in this. And there's a bunch of new players that are, that are getting out there. So. And Dava's right there at 685. Well, not right there. Dava's at 685, and I'm at 630. And Dizzy's net worth, my eyes are just bad from the screen across across the table. 39 million, 39.3 million. <laughs> there we go. I was like, he's about there at 40. He's going to be mad. He listens to this, and you break out some number like 26. He's going to be mad. He, he probably just threw stuff across the room. You guys are liars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to check your facts. You can't be an expert. You can't even get your facts right. 
I'll expect a good gif in my uh, DMs from Dizzy on that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Her noise is 26, 20, about 27, 28 million. Kent's around 23 million. You're right around 23 million. Crazy Crypto is at 16 million. Uh, for area up to, uh, you're leading the way. You're leading Z Hidalgo Kids by about 17. Thousand up to you have just around eighty thousand up to uh, Z Hidalgo has about sixty three sixty four thousand uh, Kent's got sixty thousand uh, the Turbo has about fifty one thousand and USD Tri has uh, forty seven thousand up to. Up, are you going? Are you are you going with up to or up squared? I can't decide. I don't know. We'll get one of the directors eventually. We'll get one, we'll get uh, one of the actual founders to see how they say it in the, in their room. I'll put it. I'll I mean, put a like, poll on Twitter. I'll put a poll on our Twitter account. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Check out the Twitter. Give us up to or up squared. Um, I, I think that this is a really interesting fact and kind of telling. There's a couple people. Um, so uh, who was it? Kent? Did you say was it there? Uh, pretty high. Yeah, Kent was up there, right around sixty-one thousand. So Kent was leading for a long time. Um, he had some very strategic large properties. Now, with the introduction of some of these new thousand plus uh, properties, Z Hidalgo has been on a tear, um, investing very much in uh, kind of upsquare ownage in the um, San Francisco area. Uh, USD Tri, which I think is like. They, I'm not entirely sure about that account. I, I believe it's, uh, I don't even know, a conglomerate. There's there's some, some things about it. It's pretty cool. I, I think it's, uh, and I don't want to say the country because I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, but they came in on an absolute tear, bought up a bunch of big properties. I think they're kind of sitting on them for now. Um, and then, uh, of course, me, I'm the whole concept, especially after the community thing and building, uh, I think Upsquared is going to be... Um, really important for property development. So having a couple big properties um, around the city is going to be going to be big. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. And all this data was provided by MG. Uh, you can follow MG at Upland Data and they're on Twitter and they're on YouTube. So all this was data was provided to us by MG. So we really appreciate that data so we could use on our show. Yeah. That dude is crazy good on the blockchain. You you need a, a blockchain sleuth or data miner. MG is crazy good and fast too. I've I've seen him in a couple uh, discussions online in Discord or whatnot of like, hey, what's going on with this? And he'll pull up like crazy information. It's really fun to watch. So big shout out to MG. So do turtles eat pickles? <laughs> I, I have no comment on that. I don't think so. I think it's too sour. Uh, definitely like, you know, pre-pickle, you know, a, a good cucumber, some lettuce slices. I don't know. Pickle might be too sour. Yeah, just making sure yeah, that, yeah. Uh, just making sure MG's safe out there. <laughs> no, hey, I Pickle Rick. So for those who don't know, MG's uh, icon is Pickle Rick from Rick and Morty. And a uh, huge fan of Pickle Rick. I have actually have a, a Pickle Rick stuffed, uh, like stuffed animal in my uh, office here. So huge fan, uh, super funny, uh, but that's his icon. And no, I think he's safe. 
Uh, plus, I, I'm pretty sure Pickle Rick could take any turtle. Maybe a Ninja Turtle. Pickle Rick versus Ninja Turtle, maybe unofficial poll. Send us a tweet. Pickle Rick versus Ninja Turtle, who would win? I'll get that up there, too. Pickle Rick versus, do you have a Ninja specific Tur- Ninja Turtle? Oh, I'm a Leonardo fan. So, so if I had to go, like, Pickle Rick versus Leonardo, I feel like he's the clever one, so it's like two brains, you know. All right, that that will go up tonight uh, once we're done recording. So by the time you're listening to this, the poll will be out. So you got two polls. Do you like up squared or up two? And Pickle Rick versus Leonardo, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, who would win in a battle? Uh, that's awesome. So some of the other great things went on this week is we had the Crypto Kitties where you could go put them up on Angel Island. And then they released the four four properties so you could go visit your kitties. They closed the seaport that everybody had been drifting to for a few weeks. And right as all of that was supposed to happen. Wait, did they close it? Did they, did they actually close the port now? Yeah, I think that's why you're st- why you were stuck out there. Oh, really? Well, because I was, I was trying to see if people were still floating out there. Yeah. But, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, it definitely, they're definitely closing it off eventually. If it hasn't already closed, it will be closed. Yeah. As they were about to release those four properties to be minted, the host provider of the block producer that Upland uses to push the transactions on the EOS uh, mainnet started experiencing outages, which caused just chaos in the game so big shout out to the development team um on top of trying to fix that there was a it, you couldn't send to other people's properties you couldn't purchase up you couldn't purchase properties it, it just created a mess and they got flooded with support but real good job to the development team there yeah that's a that's a tough situation anyone's ever been in it or customer service like I mean, the game is in beta, and I mean, I know people are spending a lot of real-life money on it, um, and it, it can definitely be frustrating. Uh, but yeah, kudos to the dev team. I, I think there was a couple scenarios that happened um, specifically related to the uh, Kitty Island properties. Uh, I think for the most part, that I think they handled it correctly. I agree with uh, you know the decisions that they've made, and I, I know other people have or haven't, but uh, kudos to them. It's it's a tough situation to be in. There's a lot of factors to consider, um, and you know, especially when you're trying to triage that all in real time. Um, you know, it's a delicate balance. Yeah. Um, so wait, did you have any? Did you send any kitties? I didn't have any crypto kitties, and I wasn't going to go buy crypto kitties just for this event. Um, I got uh, I got suckered into another. Another game that that that's in beta testing, and uh, I was like, that that seemed a lot better than buying Crypto Kitties. So I did not participate I don't, in the I don't event. Know what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll plead the fifth on that one. Yeah, I. You know what? It's crazy. Um, the Trust Wallet app I use. So I got into Crypto Kitties after Upland because once I got into Upland, I was like, oh, let's see what else is out there. Look at other Crypto Kitties. I was like, that one everyone seemed to rage about. Super interesting concept, but things like the gas prices and stuff like that really just suck the fun out of the game. Um, so I had a, I had probably a dozen crypto kitties in my wallet, but the app I use on my phone stopped supporting. Like I guess there was a like it had its own built-in um, browser to actually go to crypto kitties and all this stuff. I don't understand how it works. I'm not a crypto person, 
And um, I get updated that day and like I couldn't access any of my, like I can see them in my wallet, but I can't get to CryptoKitties because they, they removed the browser. So I have to either get it on a laptop or something. So I didn't, I didn't participate myself. Um, I saw there was a lot of like hundreds of them and like the specialty ones too. It's super cool. You got to go check it out. If you haven't, it's it's north of San Francisco. Um, you can't miss it once you go there. A bunch of um, cats. They look like cat explorers. Um, but yeah, that's it's really interesting because some of those are not they're not cheap either. I mean, the cheapest ones are like a couple dollars a piece plus the gas fees of a couple dollars. So you know, some serious money was spent to retire those kitties. And there's some limited edition ones in there too, which is cool to look at. Yeah, that that was a pretty cool, pretty cool contest that they had going on, and uh, and it, it was testing some things for future stuff in the game. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if they implemented like the Crypto Kitty? The cool thing is, you know, like you breed the cats and you get the the multi generations and the mutations and things. Can you imagine? So one of the things the nursery um, that is was announced in the AMA as one of the properties that will be built. Like a mini like crypto game or like a crypto kitty game, but for like plants where you can, you know, breed and, and uh, foster plants and do a very similar thing uh, to get rare plants and trees and stuff. That really intrigues me. Um, I think that those are elements when they're added to this game are just going to really take it to another level. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what the team does with that. Uh, got any yeah, other? Sure. Any other big things to talk about at the Crypto Kitty event? Well, I mean, so when it was all said and done, I mean, the main event, like, let's be honest, I mean, it started at, uh, what, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, four properties, uh, about 500 up squared each. Uh, they're in a little cluster. Uh, I, the one thing that I liked about it is, like, there was, like, I'm usually pretty good about planning, you know, a straight shot, but it was so far out like you couldn't plan a direct route uh to it like it was there was definitely a lot of luck involved i know there was teams of people who planned on like sending out their explorers to get there um and you know the technical difficulties did end up making it last a little bit longer than i probably would have enjoyed because i think a lot of us were sitting there like refreshing our screens for almost eight hours um you know looking at you know watching Nice to meet you. It'd be offline as his explorer drove by. And Brett missing it as his explorer drove by. Like, oh my God, Shinoya was on, but he was probably like 15 pixels too far away. So it didn't activate. Like, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of videos and stuff of near misses and almost. And then, uh, finally, uh, whew, I don't know. It must have been like 3 p.m. Pacific. I think it was like 5 p.m. my time. Um, Mr. Monopoly gets one and I mean I was there I mean there was a dozen directors it was really cool screenshots go check it out of like everyone was just sitting there watching it as soon as it was minted everyone jumped there to buy the remaining ones it was um, it was crazy they were pretty good price too I mean they were like 130000 a piece so very reasonably priced they weren't I honestly was thinking they'd be like 500,000 a piece. Um, some people were thinking they were going to be 20, which I think would have been way too low. Um, so I'm happy with the price that they put on them. Uh, very exclusive, very cool. Uh, yeah, just an interesting little mini event uh, for the week. 
Yeah, it looked like it was a good time, and other than what just happened towards the end, and uh, there were some pretty cool screenshots that people got of all those directors just floating around. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was cool. I, I like the way that it was released. Um, uh, it's interesting. It it kind of gave an interesting preview for I think what we can expect for New York too, um, which is going to be fascinating. Uh, you know, having to send your explorers, not entirely sure how that's going to work, but I mean, imagine, you know, a vast place of properties and then how do you navigate that? Um, you know, do you just float around? Do you, like, I've been known to like buy up, like, um, I'll essentially make a property ladder, buy, jump, buy, jump, buy, jump, depending on the price of the thing, uh, to ensure that I get somewhere. But in a competitive situation, anyone can jump to your property. Um, so you're building a ladder for everyone in the community if you do that. So it's going to be, uh, I'm really looking forward to some of the bigger land releases like with New York uh, to see how that's handled. Yeah. And then once again, these neighborhoods, they're still just catching fire. Knob Hill uptick this week into a fire category russian hills gotten really hot the last two days and right before we even sat down to record this uh little hollywood's just been on fire fire yes the neighborhoods are crazy fun and again if you haven't joined the the discord fan server check it out um the upland fans and yeah little hollywood you got uh, your boy Jim Juice. He has been buying up literal blocks of the properties. Um, He's up yeah, to four I mean, blocks I, right now. He's bought up four blocks. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good buy. I mean the properties aren't a bad um, cost per up squared, um, and like there's some big. There's a couple that are over two thousand up squared, so some very large lots um, and lots that are like you know five six you know, thousand up X a piece. Like you can get in there at a fairly good price too. Um, yeah. And it's a cool name. It's a good location in the, in the bottom corner there. Uh, you can just type in the search little Hollywood and it'll pull up. And then you put on your, um, icon indicators to get the, the range, like the, the borders of the, the neighborhood. And, uh, I didn't forget about dog patch. So dog patch, uh, yeah. Dog patch kicked off the week. I think was, with the big push towards dog patch. Yeah. So Gale 45, um, left house is there. Um, so, I mean, you'll hear left house probably a lot. Left house is a, is another, is a fellow, uh, UCN member actually owns a record label has done, has created, uh, I think he's done eight major films now, major motion pictures. He's going to be doing some really cool stuff with the game. Uh, gonna have a movie. Actually, I think the movie theater is already there. You can visit his movie theater, and he'll give you like a real life movie ticket, <laughs> like a it's, a it's a link to his movies or something. It's, he's doing some cool stuff with it, honestly. Yeah, and that animation so. film he made for uh, upcoming stuff. He's got some cool stuff going on. Yeah, so big shout out to him. Um, yeah, I, I think he's gonna bring a lot of cool stuff to the game. Oh, look at that. I decided to let people know in Discord that we're recording right now. And uh, Recurrier just said, maybe the big run on Little Hollywood will come up. And I give a shout out to Jim Juice. I'm like, yeah, we just kind of passed that. So, but yeah, we see you, Recurrier. Yeah. 
Yeah, we definitely have to get some live shows. We get some. We get some live. Maybe put a link on Discord so people can listen to it live, and uh, we can take some Q and A during the during the the podcast would be cool or something. Yeah, as we get our feet under us and figure out what we're doing because we're still new and we got no clue. <laughs> Very true. But I believe we've solved our audio problems this week, um, so I'm happy to say we're learning and. Uh, Hopefully you guys approve of our better audio quality this week. Uh, solve some, uh, solve some of the problems. Um, yeah, definitely give us that feedback. Uh, give us the feedback on if there is feedback. Uh, we're trying to improve audio quality uh, for the content to make it as enjoyable to listen to uh, as possible. So the big thing uh, we should dive into is property. It, it's just easy to think that, hey, I'm floating around, my Black Explorer's floating around, and I think I'll buy this property. And I think we all fall into we all fall into it when we first when we first start the game, and then it comes down to how quick do you evolve and how much money did you waste on your upex before you had a clue. And there's a lot that goes into properties and we'll, we'll touch on it today and we'll probably do a bigger show because we just can't capture everything in a podcast about properties. Uh, just like last week, we called it episode one of collections. There was so much more that we could talk about. So we'll dive into the high levels and things to consider uh, when buying properties and, uh, Go a little in depth, like your UPX to up to or up squared, uh, your collections, your neighborhoods, your resale value, ties to real life, um, and doing your research there. Uh, where do you want to jump in? On, where do you want to jump off on that? Thank me later. Well, okay. So I think we talked about this before, but do you remember, like, do you remember where your first property was and what your first property was? <sighs> that... I think I was down on the southeast side. I know the second property I built uh, bought was on Scott Street, but I can. You know what? Maybe MG. Shout out to MG if you could figure out what our first minted properties were, or anybody. I'll give ten thousand if somebody can tell me what my first minted property was. I know where it was, like because the thing is, I started buying up a block because I don't know why. Like I saw the Street King thing. And I was like, oh, I think I have to own the, um, I think I have to own the most on the street. And I, I don't know why. I just started by, so if you look at like a Cab- Cabrillo Street and like between 35th and 34th Avenue, like in the middle of nowhere, no collection, no nothing. I own like 30 properties like in this little block. I've thought about just expanding out just because, um, but oh my gosh, I probably dropped a couple hundred thousand just buying up miscellaneous properties because I didn't know any better. Um, so don't feel bad. I guess my, my message there is don't feel bad if you did that because I think most people do that. Because you get in, you're explorer, you see some green properties, you're like, oh, cool, bye, bye, bye. Next thing you know, you're like, wait, what do I need to do? Yeah. So what was the first thing? So, so what? So thought- after you get past that, like, what do you do? Where, where did you go? I did find my first property. It was bought Sunday, January 5th at 6.13 p.m. And it was 701 30th Avenue for 2,850 Upix. Wow. 
Interesting. So now that's like a, do you still own it? I do still own that. Oh, so you, so now you gotta, you gotta make that a special memento. I can figure out mine. I hope I didn't accidentally sell it. <laughs> I have to buy it back. I have to pay somebody an exorbitant amount of money to buy back my own property. And then 50 um, minutes, and then five minutes later, I bought a $50 worth of UPEX. Oh, you're looking at your chain, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't want to see my chain. Oh, forgive me. Indigestion, just thinking about it. And then I followed up, going back in time. So then I waited two hours to buy another property. But uh, <laughs> I bought. Okay, so after you get your head, you go, okay, so then what? So then where do you go from there? If you bought your first, like, oh, I'm in the game, I'm just buying some things. What now I, what? Are you going straight to collections? Well, I was ignorant. So what did I do? I jumped on Zillow and Redfin and looked for, or I Googled most expensive house uh-huh. for sale in San Francisco and it came up with 2820 Scott Street. So I bought it for 39,050 UPEX. See, now that's interesting. So you were immediately drawn to our, uh, like the real life. You go, okay, I'm going to find real life interesting places i like that your first thought was most expensive house um just out of curiosity what neighborhood is that in cow hollow cow oh man Uh uh-oh i I won't hype cow hollow yet i know that that's a hot one brewing there's an underground following for that particular uh community uh i'm a fan for sure um so interesting so you went because there's, there's some nice properties there, like real-life properties in that neighborhood. So you went, bought that, So you, and then was that like your first, did you continue down that uh, like real-life no. kind of thought process? And then no. I, I got to look up what my third property was because I bought that the next morning uh, as I got up for work. And I bought 50 Havelock Street for 8,960 UPEX because after buying 50,000 of UPEX and buying the Scott Street, I only had a little little left over and <laughs> that was the most bang for my buck. I don't think I still, I, I sort of was discovering I had collections because of the tutorial, but I just couldn't, none of the cool guides and resources were out that are out now for the new players. Um, you, so I didn't have the maps and they didn't have the nice yeah. grids, and I was looking on a different site than they were using for boundaries. I bought what I thought was financial district properties, but they weren't oh. in the financial district. Yes. Yes. So that's, so this is the journey. So let's, let's be honest. So your first thing, you buy some random property. You go, oh, shit. I didn't buy anything in a collection. So the next thing, and, and I think there's a lot of us like that. Okay, I need to go buy Sunset. I need to go buy... High for new oh financial district sweet Google it okay here's an address start looking around start clicking oh this is a good price and it hasn't been bought buy it why isn't it showing up oh it's not in the collection trust me if you're buying the financial district and it's not costing you literally hundreds of thousands of upex it's not in the financial district um, and it's easy enough to tell so that is definitely number one probably the number one mistake beyond buying things just randomly is buying things that you think are in a collection that aren't obviously street names are easiest, but if you just expand the information, go to boosted earnings, you'll see what, if any collections uh, properties are a part of most of them will be a part of the, the core three. 
So City Pro, San Franciscan, and Newbie. Um, but then you can very easily see if what you're about to buy is going to be part of the collection you're hoping it's a part of. Um, so, and, and that's the yeah. other that's the other misleading thing. Something like Lombard Street or Mission Street or Market Street. You're like, oh look, there's an unbought property. Check the address. It's not on that street. It touches a street, but it's not on that street. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean that's that's really frustrating. And like if you're starting now know that there's a reverse lookup feature. So you don't have to ponder like a lot of us did and click through. You can just go, especially on things like Iconic, you can just go hit edit, go to other properties in the collections and then see um, if there's any available. Most of these are sold out. Like Lumbar is sold out. Market just got sold out because there was a couple that were in financial district. So some of them overlap. Um, but those market street financial districts were insanely pricey. I can't remember who you, just bought those up. I should, should know that. You're going to offer Dizzy some something for one market street? Oh, was it Dizzy? Yeah. A couple people bought I some think, stuff, but one market street, that's expensive. Yeah. So, um, so for me, once I got, that's a good transition. So, uh, to we mentioned, uh, one market street. So those, if you don't know, I have an affinity for the address one. So after I got some of the basic collections, for me, my strategy was um, street names, address names, specifically one. If you're familiar with any sort of gaming anything, so, and again, my background, not crypto, not blockchain, none of that. I was like, I didn't, I didn't do any of that until this game. I'm a gamer and I can tell you in a CCG, like collectible card games, like MMO RPGs, hold on. But any type of collectibles, what's the most valuable thing in any collection? Number one. The number the one. Ones. The, first, the first of anything. Like people love that. So I immediately, which was shocking to me that, I mean, I remember getting a lot of hate. <laughs> I was hate in a loving way. Of it's more skepticism. Like people are like, what are you doing? Like, who cares? This isn't part of a property. It does not anything. I was like, it, so I'd probably. Uh, I think there's like four hundred something properties that start with the number one, and out of the hundred and fifty thousand properties in Upland right now, and so I think I own over two hundred of them, um, and that is so one market sheet. In the financial district specifically, I think there is six or seven, um, and they were quite pricey, uh, Market Street being one of them, which actually I think only recently opened up. It was part of a recent launch. So yeah. like my, yeah, which, so when I bought the financial district, it wasn't a part of it. And I'll be honest, it was probably, I probably wouldn't have because it was pretty damn expensive. It probably would have been a couple million. My big purchase out of the financial district, uh, which is still one of my favorite uh, properties, is one California street. So that was the big one um, for me, uh, was one California street, which is probably still among my most expensive single pieces of property. And then I have one second street, one Pine street, one Mission street, and one California street are my four um, financial district properties. Yeah, and so I joined on January 5th. January 6th, I put in $300. Yeah. 
and I started going to town. And we'll talk about that later. But then as I was discovering more and more about the game, I realized, you yeah. know, the Iconics and the financial district was where it was. So I started making, figuring out how much money I wanted to put in. One Pine Street was one of the addresses that I wanted, along with 101, uh, 101 California Street, because that filled an Iconic, and uh, LH337. So I finally got all my money. I was excited. I got it in the game, and then I go to buy the properties. You have one pine. LH337 has 101 California. So that screwed me up. I had to rechange my plan, and I had to put in way more money than I was expecting. <laughs> so what did you end up going with? Um, when I put the bulk of my money in, I jumped over to one Lorraine Court. Oh, yeah, nice. That's a... That's an iconic, yeah. Yeah, that is an iconic, and uh, the, the thing, only iconic with a number one, actually, if I recall correctly. Yeah, and you tried to offer me some real janky, like five thousand upex property in a trade for this, uh, <laughs> for this uh, two point eight million upex property for four hundred and seventy-two up squared. I would never, I mean, that does sound like some shit I would have done. Now, to be fair, not anymore, because now that I've been on the other side of that, like, don't do that. Don't be a troll and offer, like, a shitty property. Like, I, I think, honestly, and this is this is the truth, believe it or not, is, like, I was trying to figure out who was active. So one of my, you know, before I was really involved in the community through um, Discord and our other chats, like, I really, it's hard to know who's active. So I do remember, like, and I was kind of hoping, because I had some, you know, some Twitter, and I had some other things that I had, like, my name out. So I remember hoping, like, if I just offer some things, that people will reach out to me, like, hey, if you're looking for this. Um, but, yeah, because I remember offering specifically one Lorraine, because that is the only one in the Iconics. Uh, now, 101 First Street is also a great uh, property, um, in that because it's Salesforce so if you're uh, uh, you know a tech in tech like I am and Salesforce Tower is pretty cool to have yeah and that and, and that's the thing so then I went over to uh, for I wanted to complete the Iconics because that was the best return on investment that I could afford at the time so I also hit yeah. up 2080 Washington Street for uh, 2.2 million UPEX um, and then I also hit up to complete the collection, uh, 201 Montgomery Street for 1.5 million UPEX. So it's great I have these properties, but going into it, I knew there was a limited amount of people I could resell these properties to. So I had to do so. I wanted to increase the amount of UPEX per month I was getting. But <clears throat> yet at the same time, I knew the resale value would be very hard to resell these properties, especially for a profit. So that's when I started diving into acquiring properties and I was looking for all the cheap properties down on the Southeast side of the city over in Bayview. Yeah. And I think we'll go a lot more in detail on our special edition of breaking down costs. But I mean, that those are, those are really the two plays right now is, you know, big, valuable properties that are going to earn you interest. So large um, UPEX properties and high returns. So any of the 2X plus um, categories. And then 
the other one is just flipping smaller properties. Um, so it sounds like, and if you can attack on both fronts, if you can earn a, a steady stream of OPEX while buying cheap properties and flipping them, um, obviously that's a great scenario to be in. But you can certainly um, climb the ranks by buying cheap properties and then reselling them for a reasonable profit. Um, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think it's completely feasible. And that's that's one of the things where you got to figure out where you're comfortable at is what are you reselling for? Because remember, one U.S. dollar equals a thousand upex. So you're buying properties today at two dollars and fifty cents, three dollars, four dollars, five dollars. Are you in it for the short flips or are you in it for the long game? Because I believe in two to three years, maybe even five years, San Francisco properties are hot. They're and they're going to be wanting them because it is the original city going back to just what's the best to collect the originals. What's the original San Francisco. So these properties you bought for $2 and 50 cents, $5, you might be able to flip them for $20, $50. You could even get ridiculous at a hundred dollars. Somebody, I had a Genesis block property and I thought of placing it at 45,000 up eggs would deter anybody from actually buying it, but somebody bought it. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely seeing a, a wave of players coming in and, um, by no means am I saying, I mean, I, it's not taking advantage of anybody because I, I go, look, we all have the same information. It's all out there. We're, we're being very proactive about sharing costs and things, um, and strategies, but you're going to have people that come in. And I mean, there's been a couple waves of these players that come in and buy property. Now, granted, they're probably in it for a much longer play, right? So, I mean, there's some players that'll come in, drop 10 grand. Uh, sort of like 10 million out back, buy up certain properties that they're going to want to sit on for the next five years. They're crypto. Honestly, from what I'm kind of figuring out, it's these crypto investors who are used to coming in into these beta games, buying up a ton of assets, and then kind of ghosting the game. Not, they just sit on them, which is cool in one sense, like, because they're just betting on, on the game. But really, it, it falls on the backbone of players um, you know, like the ones that are listening to this podcast and the ones that are interacting with the community to then actually add the value. So for me, when I put up a property for, you know, one of my ones that I bought for 3,000 UPEX and I sell it for 111,000 UPEX uh, because somebody else wanted it right now, like I don't feel bad. I go, so I do because I go, man, I didn't actually want to sell that. That was more just collecting these. But um, the reality is the get the value now reinvest it um because if you know the game now you can turn that you know 2x 3x uh value uh, profit into another 2x 3x because if you're active in the game you understand the strategies you know where the next hot neighborhoods are um it's very quick that you can start to snowball um your bankroll you don't have to drop ten thousand up x and, and just buy up a bunch of properties you can start with a small portfolio and grow. And other things you can look at. I mean, Google's a great tool. You can find a lot of things on Google. Like I bought Danny Glover's place. I bought Nicholas Cage's house. I bought Steph Curry's condo because people like the <laughs> people like the celebrities. So I picked those up and, and they're sitting in my collection. Um, I know somebody bought the Mrs. Doubtfire house. 
I can't remember if that's Mr. Monopoly or if that's... Uh, yeah, Mr. Monopoly is about that. The Full House house, I think, too. He owns a couple other like real-life places. Yeah, so you can add those to your stack because collectors will come looking for that just just like anything else. So they have their own values to other people. So do your homework on some of your properties that you, that you buy. And everybody knows Manhattan's coming, so take this time to start digging on the cool properties. Are you into haunted houses? Are you into oldest houses in the city? There, there's a lot of cool different things you can collect for personal, personal reference or speculation that somebody else will want it at a lot higher price than you got there first. Yeah, and and then market it. Get on, get on the Discord. Go into the trade chat. Go into dinner. Like ask, you know, hey, who's collecting this? Like I didn't realize they and because you get in your own niche and so like i'm searching somebody had i remember i think it, i think i bought it for my thousandth property i have to go back and check it was the mythbusters um hq and i was like oh my god that's so cool like how did i not know that like how did i miss the the, the mythbusters um studio and so like I, I mean i paid a premium for that um i don't have a problem paying a premium for people who find those kind of cool properties um and market it right like go hey look here's a here's a little blurb about this house and this property and why it's cool or yeah because like the other thing so and uh again we'll, we'll dive, dive a little bit deeper into some of these multipliers like i have formulas that i go what do i value to somebody actually today this is a real life example um that's in discord how much would you value like llama related so there's a couple different llama properties around that have like llama shops or like shops with the word llama or like for me uh like turtle tower obviously anything related to turtles i'm very interested in so you can also get like these kind of like silly relationships of weird businesses um and purchasing those up and then you know depending on the market size give it a multiplier to go oh well that's 30 percent over the initial cost just based on that one factor now is it in a hot neighborhood you give it an additional thirty percent. What's the size and shape? Uh, so if it's a if it's larger than ninety up squared and it's fairly square, uh, meaning it's not like a weird shape, that gives a different multiplier than a smaller property with a weird shape. Um, and honestly, like market change because before the whole development thing, small weird shape properties I used to covet. I used to be really interested in them. Um, like if it was really like thin and long, like it, I was like, cool, that's a really interesting property. Now knowing how property development works, eh, you're not going to be able to build a house on that. You're not going to be able to build a cafe or a nursery on that. Like you might be able to put a garden or some trees or something, but you're not going to be able to build a business on it. So now shape and size and orientation, all of that now starts to factor in. Um, and those are things that you need to start thinking about when you're starting to figure out what your investment property and like how you build your portfolio. And if you're not buying an unminted property and you're buying it on the secondary market, go ahead, pull up the property, look at the monthly earnings, multiply that by 0.0144. And that tells you what the original mint price was. Divided by. Oh, divided by. I'm sorry. Divided by. A little late for me. (laughs) No, it's all good. Yeah, divide by 0.0144, which uh, is essentially your your monthly interest is 1.44%. So if you divide it, and it's based off of the 
um, base minting price, which again, they're all static right now. So every property, if you pay a hundred thousand for a 10, you know, unminted a hundred thousand up X property, that's 10 up squares versus a, you know, a hundred up squares, the value, like your monthly earnings are the same. Your cost per up squared is different, but your monthly earnings, and again, we'll go into a lot more. We'll have a whole math, you know, numbers, geek out session, bring your pen and paper. We'll run through some scenarios um, to really nerd out um, for those who are interested in that. I think we did a good broad overview right now on properties. You got anything anything else that that new players need to know or something that uh, experienced players need to know or tricks of the trade for the property late, uh, leader? Find your niche, man. Like, and, I mean, now ones, I mean, people know. If it's a one, like, and I'm not going to say that I created that market, but, I mean, I created that market. And there's other markets that can be created. I mean, it's silly and stupid. Like, I, 420, 69, 666. I've bought properties with all of those addresses just because there's a collector out there. Um, I also, like, I'm a fan of the number 17, so I've bought up some 17 properties um, and stuff like that. Like, I didn't think also, like, street names. So something, like, I bought up all of High Street. I bought up all of uh, a couple other uh, card alleys. Um, you know, start thinking about how do you market uh, your property when the game gets big. Uh, obviously, something like Upland Drive is huge, but you know, is there a way that you can market that address in a meaningful way? That's my perspective because I know a lot of people are tying it to like real life, which is also valuable. But for me, as a gamer, I go, how do I leverage the in-game name? Because you can't determine what's going to happen to the real life properties. Um, so how do you leverage the in-game addresses in a meaningful and marketable way? So that's my pro tip for the for the show. Awesome. Um. So episode three looks like that's in the books. Uh, make sure you go follow MG on Twitter at Upland Data or follow them on YouTube. They make some pretty cool videos. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter at UPX podcast, uh, go ahead and also subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. Um, and it looks like our listeners prefer listening to us on their phones and it's about every three Apple devices to every, to every two Android devices. I love breaking all that stuff down. And I'll do a plug. Um, it's still, in the initial phases, but please check out Upland Guru um, and the Upland Fan Discord. Let us know your feedback. Um, and yeah, that's it for me. And I'll work on, I got a three day weekend coming up. I'll try and work on that article on how to create a side hustle to pay for some UPEX to get you that good property so you're not having to budget it out of your. Do I pay the gas bill this month, the lighting bill, or do I buy a property in Upland? I don't know. Do I feed the kids or not? No, I'm kidding. I always feed the kids. Nope. Yeah. Well, you're going to have another one to feed soon. So. 
Yeah, th- this better blow up in about 18 years so I can put them through college. <laughs> yep. Nope. All right, everybody. Thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter. We got those two polls that will be up by the time you hear us. So check that out. Let us know if it's um, if it's the up squared or up two for the property value, or it's who is the fight again? What's the pickle again? <laughs> pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. I was gonna pickle call him Rick. Ricky. I was gonna call him Ricky Pickle. Ricky Pickle. Oh my gosh. No, that's his rapper alter ego. Got it. Versus Leonardo. Who would win in a fight? All right. Everybody have a good night. We look uh we're gonna try and get a special edition, numbers edition out to everybody. Uh we'll coordinate. Thank me later and I will talk and try to coordinate a special numbers edition for you where we go in depth, break it down. We have had some requests for a live podcast where we'll be able to show our screen and walk through some different things on it. So we'll we'll work out those details too, but we got a lot more coming to you guys. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Everybody take care and have a great time.